What's up, little birds? What's up, little ladybirds? How we doing, tiny birds? Little bitty ladybirds. Oh, yeah, I'm only talking to the ladybirds. I haven't seen the movie. What's up, little ladybirds? I haven't seen the movie. <clears throat> welcome everyone welcome to happy sad talk thing uh is monday morning february hold on february 8th february february 8th i am uh chilling in my <clears throat> bedroom here I look out i can see a a scrape of the 101 freeway uh some nice tree lines and uh, a good portion of the sky. I used to keep my blinds closed a lot of the time. And then I went and stayed at this one house for dog sitting. Um, for this dog, Bijou, that I've talked about on the podcast. Uh, a special needs French bulldog. Her back legs don't work very good. So I go over to her house and I help her walk around go to the bathroom, that type of thing. Anyways, point being, these people at their house, they have a lot of sunlight. And I noticed I was happier. So now my blinds are open most of the time. And I have neighbors, I'm on the second floor, and I have neighbors with backyards just outside my window. So I peer into their backyard a lot. And I try to make sure I'm not showing them my butt. Talked about that last week as well. It's a, I guess it's on my mind. But hey, we got a great episode today, and I just kind of want to get straight into it. Um, I had a great conversation with my friend Mallory, Mal, as she's known as well. Um, she's an incredible guitar player. She's an incredible producer, uh, songwriter, musician. Uh, photographer, filmmaker, hello. Um, a very just extremely maybe maybe the kindest person that I know, and it is a true joy to spend time with her. And and we went to college together. We went to USC Thornton School of Music together. Thornton, February. Um, there's a secret N in that name of that school. Um. Yeah, and, uh, you know, pandemic, graduating college, it's hard to keep up with people. And once again, this podcast has afforded me a nice opportunity to catch up with people um, and get to uh, pick pick her brain, um, because I really like the way that she thinks about art and the world. And uh, yeah, it was nice talking to my friend. Her music is unbelievably great. And I knew this to be true, but I didn't, I didn't know to the degree to which it was true, or rather the scope, because as I say in the interview, I, I listened to her whole record that came out recently, and boy, oh boy, fucking blew my mind. It, it truly, so I highly recommend checking out her I wonder how she would describe it. I, I should have asked her this. Um, but it is 
folk music. It is indie music. It is personal songs um, recorded in, in such an interesting way with such a unique palette of instruments and, and cool arrangements, man. Fucking rules. Go check it out. M-A-L. Mal. Um, yeah, uh, you could go to mal-official.bandcamp.com. Find her sweet songs there. Uh, her Instagram is Mallory underscore H, um, where you can find more info. Uh, her she has a website for her most recent project, InFreeFall.com. There's also a virtual reality gallery that I have yet to check out that I'm going to probably check out right after this. But yeah, this is my friend Mallory. She's flipping crushing it. Uh, hopefully, um, her vibe of peace and kindness will extend to you as it extended to me in this conversation. And um, hopefully her sweet music uh, brings you peace as well and maybe inspiration. If you're looking for that sort of thing, I am. I love you so much. Um, Personal update on my recording projects. I am working on the album and... Boy, oh boy, it's hard to get anything done these days. Uh, mystery exhaustion, I feel like, comes up a lot in the pandemic where I'm like, okay, according to my calculations, I should not be extremely tired. <laughs> but hey, sometimes you just is. And <sighs> we're getting through it. We're, we're getting there slowly but surely. You know, um, I do look forward to sharing it, but... Um, all that is to say, hey, take a nap, take the night off, and then you're going to do it. And then you're going to do it. And I'm, I'm, I'm wishing you the best as far as inspiration and energy for whatever quests you may have. All right, sweet ones. I love you all. And here is a great conversation that I had with my friend, Mallory Mal, Mal, Mallory Mal. Mallory Hauser, also known as Mal. Here we go. Happy sad talking. Happy sad talking. Happy sad talking. Happy sad talking. I don't know anything. I'm just happy and sad and sad. Mal, how are you? <laughs> I'm great. I mean, it's a beautiful sunny day outside. It's a really nice day. It's like hot, strangely hot today. That's true. And it's been so cloudy and rainy, which is nice, but it's also nice to see the sun. Mm. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm having a nice I'm having a nice couple of days. I I've been starting my days by going outside and doing a very short jog. Wow. Um, and it has radically improved. <laughs> it's amazing the what of my going life. outside does to you. <laughs> it's fucked up. It's kind of fucked. Like, I forget, like, when I'm inside all the time, which I usually, like, left to my, if I'm just, you know, following my instincts, I will just stay inside. Yeah. And eat burritos. And what do you know? I'll start to get sad. 
Mm-hmm. The Where you, do you go outside? <laughs> it's funny. I used to like have to be outside all the time. I think of you as a very outside person. Yeah. In terms of like connected to nature and stuff. Yeah. And I just need sunshine. Like I'll wilt if I just don't. My solar power just goes down. You know, I am solar powered. Speed and technology. But uh, I need to be outside. I I will say in the past almost year now, I like have not been outside. And I'm like, forget what it's like. Kind of like what you say. But it's true. Like I need to go outside even before the past year. So yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. been like hard to like make time for that. It's harder to come up with things to do to be outside but i've been like getting into skateboarding though which is really been what did you say skating yes yeah it's uh that's sick roller skating skateboarding skateboarding glorious <laughs> did you grow up skateboarding i did a little bit i wasn't like popping kickflips and ollies and stuff but i like to to skate i could do an ollie right. Really? See, that's even that. That's like a that's a that's a tier above right there. Well, here's the thing. I got back into it in the past few months, and I was like, "Yeah, I used to ollie," and then I learned how to actually ollie, and it made me think, "Wow, I don't think I ever ollied when I was little." Like it was, oh, actually, I had to learn it because I I did like I had the skateboard, like street skateboards, were the smaller wheels, but I was such a small kid that I would just get launched on any crack. <laughs> so I started to gravitate toward bigger wheels naturally and I got into cruising. But uh, nice. since then I've gotten to bigger. The, to remain on the ground. Yeah, <laughs> remain on the ground, feel grounded. But since then, <laughs> since then I've gotten bigger so I'm able to get on those small wheels again, you know? Word. What about you? Did you, you skate? get a new skateboard? Yeah, it was a big deal. You got to do, it's, you know, sick. you got to do what you got to do right now. You got to do what you got to do. <laughs> Did you so, skate? You, so you, how, what was the process of learning to ollie as an adult? Like that's fucking, I wish I could ollie. I never could. I tried for one day. Now's the time, Mackin. I was really into the Tony Hawk video games. <laughs> and I went outside and I spent the whole day trying to do it and I couldn't do it. And I was like, fuck this. <laughs> <laughs> See, it hurts when you fall. It hurts more when you fall now. But I feel like when you're little, it's like, oh, that was nothing. And then now it's like, I will never walk again. <laughs> <laughs> and it's only going to get scarier to fall. Oh, absolutely. Are you kidding? <laughs> but yeah, dude. It's humbling. <laughs> yeah. It keeps you humble. Was, are you doing it by yourself? Is it a, a I'm activity doing it with where my you... partner and then sometimes I'll meet up with Maddie and we pretend like we're super rad and can skate really well but we can't but we'll we'll try having like a group of people where you can be at the level of skill that you're at yeah, totally. together <laughs> is all you need it's gotta be comfortable you know but it's funny like the second i'll like skate with my partner versus maddie maddie adds like a new pressure that she isn't putting on me but like oh god it's a different person <laughs> right gotta, like, i want to ollie for maddie <laughs> maddie's good too she's better than me she also i think of her as like an outside person and yeah. also a skateboard person 
I mean, you're from Southern California, no? Did you not skate growing up? I I rode a skateboard. Yeah. And I really enjoyed it. And I have a lot of great memories of specifically in college, like riding my penny board, my nickel-sized <laughs> penny board around the very flat campus, which is... I can feel a lot of like shame and judgment coming up in myself of like... <laughs> That's not. That's like the, some some poser shit. <laughs> Honestly, I guess I always had friends that could like truly skate and like do tricks and things, and would, would like go to skate parks and like actually do it. And I have like owned skateboards and and enjoyed it, and like obviously been around like skate culture and stuff. Um, but I don't possess any skills. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that. Honestly, respect for the. The penny boards are so sketchy to me. They're like plastic. Yeah. And they've... the small ones, I don't know what I don't know what people are doing there. <laughs> Seems very scary. They're their own thing. Oh. But I used to just like skate around the campus at night. Oh yeah. Listen to Brian Eno. It was great. <laughs> Those are some treasured memories. <laughs> oh my god. The campus was perfect that night though. And skating, it's perfect perfect skating, yeah, super well-maintained. Yeah. Where do you skate, where do you skate these days? We went to college together for the listeners. We're talking about the USC campus. Of course. Flat as hell. (laughs) Nicely paved. (laughs) Where do I skate We're going to be doing some ground reviews today on the podcast. Give me the smooth surfaces only, please. Where are you in the town of Los Angeles? Are you in Los Angeles? Um, yeah, I am. I'm in Mid City, West Hollywood area. Nice. But how are the streets for skating around there? They're pretty good. There's a park nearby that basically all the city parks don't have their basketball hoops on right now. So that means oh. the basketball courts are nicely paved, but they also are not used for basketball. So Whoa. I've been using a lot of basketball courts around town. Damn. <laughs> and what then, like a unique, cool byproduct of a weird moment yeah it is fun and it's like i don't need that much space i'm not trying to like do anything i'm not that good (laughs) but you know a lot of schools have good grounds too like high schools and stuff so yeah it's basically it i only need like a six foot by six foot square probably (laughs) right now Nice. Yeah. And how often are you going? And what time of the day are you going? Almost like for a while is every other day and it just ebbs and flows. So I was like for an hour mm. and you sweat a lot. So it's really nice. And if I get hurt, you know, it's okay. <laughs> I'll recover. <laughs> but <laughs> I really want you to be my skateboard coach. <laughs> just nice, gentle mouth. You get hurt. It's okay. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like your body re- reacts like quick enough. If you are going to get hurt, you don't get as hurt, you know? <laughs> mm. Do you remember the last time you ate shit? <laughs> yeah, I swear to God, every time I've eaten shit, it was on like the sh- most unexhilarating moments of my skating. Like, I was truly just trying to go up a driveway, and it was nighttime, and it was hard to see, and I completely mm. ate it. Like, Slant, like slid up the driveway. Oh, got like a huge <laughs> bruise and everything. And it's just yeah. not as fun to say like 
yeah, I skate. They're like, oh, you got any bruises or anything? Yeah. They're like, what is it from? And I said, you know, just <laughs> skating up a driveway. <laughs> yeah. Not, not doing anything I have, gnarly. I have like a scar on my elbow. It might be hard to see. I do, do see, see it. Right it. Here? It's from skateboarding. And it, if I stopped here, you might think I'm a very cool skateboarding <laughs> man. <laughs> because I have a cool scar from skateboarding. Oh. But... It's from being bad at skateboarding. <laughs> it's not from like being cool and doing it a lot. No. It's like I uh, fucking ate shit. <laughs> what were you doing? Was it like just It was going a, honestly a like a very fun suburban memory of... Under, we're from Southern California. Do you know the 73? Yes. Oh, freeway? do I? Ye old toll roads. <laughs> Ye old toll roads that get you there in half the time. <laughs> This is a voice I've never heard from you. <laughs> hey, you asked for it. <laughs> you went there. <laughs> <laughs> they built those. Apparently, when they built them, they there was like some regulation stipulated when they like built the roads that they had to build like an underpass, like a system of like either like tunnels or things for wildlife to pass through. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like. So basically, there's this like fucked up system of tunnels underneath. underneath I have no idea. Yeah. So me and my friends, uh, I like had like heard about it, and like it's basically just this like con- concrete sewer system essentially <laughs> that you like can kind of crawl through, and then there's this one like concrete cool area to skate in, but it's like not maintained at all, yeah. and so it was just like lots of like caked mud on the ground. And I had my nickel penny board and I was like, I'm going to do a drop in. And it's like not like a proper drop in like a bowl or something where it's like at a truly terrifying angle. It's like a very nice chill. I don't even know how the number of degrees, but <laughs> very, very relaxed amount of degrees. And I go down there, I hit the mud and I Ooh. hurt my elbow. <laughs> That's so, t- honestly. But it was very fun. It was like a very, uh, that those are like some some treasured like suburban fucking around with my friends crawling around in the sewer <laughs> it's i've had those memories too in san diego like i was friends with like a lot of my friends were surfers or skaters like really yes. talented like i'd cruise with them but i wouldn't do anything gnarly but some of them could really skate yeah. well and do those trenches and like we'd we'd go to those spots that just you have to cross a really busy like highway and yeah. like, run for it and then like climb Whoa. over this fence, like go down into this, like it smells bad, but it's really fun. And there's like graffiti. You feel so cool. You feel so cool. Yeah. And then, or like you have to That's like go in this sick. tunnel that completely goes black and like you don't see anything and then you come out yeah. the other side. And Yes. And then you hear like cars like on either side because you're in the middle of a f- like. Freeway. Whoa, that rules. That's super tight. I had a similar thing where like I had friends that were actually into it and actually did it. Yeah. And can actually do it and still still do it. So I think if they heard me refer to myself as a skater, <laughs> it would be. They'd be like, buddy boy, I don't know. I know. That's <laughs> the thing. Like being in, from Southern California, people ask like, "Oh, do you surf or do you skate?" and if you can't do it really well, I feel like I can't say I do. Like, 
Yes. Yes. I don't want to. I'm extremely can... intimidated by <laughs> middle schoolers that I pass as an adult. I go on my little jog and I see these fucking kids skating. And I'm like, I'm terrified of you. <laughs> if you came at me or said one thing to me, I would die. <laughs> You'd run the other way. Yeah. How, where, do you live, do you live alone? Do you live with your partner? With my partner in a one nice. bedroom. How, yo. Yeah. I don't think I've met your partner. How long have y'all been together? Uh, a year and a half. Whoa. Yeah. So mostly quarantine. I, yeah. We're so bummed because like for a while we're, we're stoked that the ratio of quarantine to pre-quarantine of our relationship like the quarantine portion was less than, but now it's become more than. So mm. we've got a lot of living to make up for in the future. <laughs> a lot of life experience. Yeah. Although we've like been lucky enough that we we both do music and like Incredible. get antsy and want to like be on the road, but we can't. Right. So we'll go for like little yeah. little road trips are fun. We'll just like nice. find a place to drive and then just to feel mm. the, you know, the breeze yeah. through your hair. Where's the last place you took a road trip to? Monterey. I don't actually know where Monterey is. I just know this one Matt Costa song that references Monterey. <laughs> it's up on the coast. Speaking of Southern California skater <laughs> music. <laughs> oh, I can name so many. <laughs> Should we get into some local singer-songwriters? <laughs> He's the only one I can think of that, like, growing up, I was like, oh, Matt Costa. He's, like, from around here, and he's, like, doing... He was... I was hyped on him as a kid. Yeah. It's, like, Jack Johnson, John Mayer... Or, not John Mayer, Jason Mraz. He, yeah, I think he was from around here, too. And then, like, the Frankenfurter guy. Donovan Frankenfurter, right? That's his name. Whoa. I feel like I've seen that name before, but I don't actually know. It's, like, Jack Johnson. Who that is. It all sounds like that... <laughs> Beach folk, the thing. beach folk one with the ocean thing. Yeah, which is I great. fucking I I do love. I am maybe that's like a guilty pleasure, but also I am like not ashamed. Like I do yeah, love Jack Johnson. You can't be. You got to put him on on a rainy day when you're making pancakes. I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> I remember being at a f- a football camp when I was like 15, and I was playing on the football team. <laughs> Which a lot of the guys did at like the freshman year of high school, where I went to high school, um, just like meet people and explore my passion for the sport of football, of course. Um, <laughs> and I should remember at like one of the like breaks, there were all of these fucking like it was you know in terms of safe spaces or like it was an extremely male space, you know, not only like football locker room, but also like. 15 year old you know so we're like all just figuring out (laughs) what is going on and like certainly some some unsavory memories there but some of the one of the like more like tender sweet memories is like somebody bumping like jack johnson from their ipod touch and then uh just a bunch of sweaty dudes singing (laughs) along to jack johnson (laughs) like it's a very contradictory memory that i hold dear i'm just like that owns like the fact that jack johnson could like unite that group of people in melody that's sick. I think that's common. Like, I remember 
my friends that were on the football team, same thing. Maybe it's a Southern California thing. I don't know. Mm. But I'm glad. There is a place in everyone's life for Jack Johnson's music, I think. <laughs> it's just where you put it. <laughs> I think he goes harder than people realize. Yeah. And he did like completely create a sound that I've never heard before and probably has influenced, no, definitely has influenced so many people, which is pretty awesome. Like, that's very respectable. Seems like a nice guy. He does. <laughs> Tell me about Monterey. I interrupted Monterey's story. Oh, Monterey was great. It was just like one of those impulsive, we got to get out of here moments. <laughs> yeah. You were on the road like touring, playing guitar a good amount of time before that whole world went away. Yeah. I was kind of like waning off of it, I think. Really? Like coincidentally right before the pandemic started. Mm. Intentionally or just that was just the way it was gone? Uh, I think both. Like I was just kind of, I don't know if I really like like extensive touring. If that's the only thing Word. I'm doing. I like to stay home and have a routine a little bit more and like be more creative, less, mm. um, just less like playing the same thing every day. And, and I mean, it can, right. it can be really beautiful that too, but I think at this phase I'm a bit more, I like the idea of like staying and creating and like collaborating and stuff like that. Mm. What about, yeah. Are you a touring, you love touring or are you more? Homebody? I've, I've really done such a small amount of it. Um, I've only done two like self-booked DIY tours like in Sarah Mulford's mom's minivan. Love and, that. You, know, you need a minivan. Stay at my grandparents' house. And those are some treasured memories for sure. But they're just like one to one to two weeks. Um, I think like a very different experience than like I feel like two weeks is enough of anything where you could like sprint to the finish, you know? Yeah. Or if you're going on like a many months tour or that type of thing. It's definitely an experience I, I would love to have more of, mm -hmm. but I don't, I haven't had enough of it to know whether or not like, oh, I, it's, it's interesting because it's something I like fantasize a lot about, but I don't actually know. Like I think about my life now and it's so creature of habit <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, maybe I would not like that thing that I think that I want so much of, you know? Yeah. Do you like habits and routines and stuff? I think so. I I I start I'll start to feel itchy and trapped if there's not like a little bit of blank space, but and I like that like feeling of adventure and like quest with my pals. <laughs> Definitely. That seems rad. Yeah. I know it's What weird. does that routine look like for you these days? Ugh. I wish I could say I had more of a routine right now, but actually, do I? I don't know. <laughs> I think it's uh, it's a fucking struggle, dude. Right now, it's like if something, if you crave to do something or do or get something, you have to do it because like that's all you have to make you happy. <laughs> like you have to right. listen to yourself. It's been a good um teaching, like learning experience for that. But right, right now it's. This week specifically is going to be more like creating and practicing, maybe skating in there too, or like boxing, like air punching. 
I think a boxing. Lot, yeah, I mean that's sick. Not like I don't have anywhere to go for it, so it's literally punching the air. <laughs> yeah. When did you get into boxing? I love box. I I think working out has a lot to do with like my ability to feel balanced. I think and just feel like good. Mm. Um, yeah, totally. We've talked. I know you were swimming for yeah. A period. Oh man, I miss swimming. There's just no good like USC does have the best pool in LA. For, yeah, that's like not a huge resort um, country club thing. That yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, accessible. Yeah, um, mm. boxing I've been into since like high school, and I did karate when I was young, so it kind of was like an extension yeah. of that. Right. Whoa! Did you martial you did, arts? Did you do martial arts? I mean, I did little kid karate. Oh heck yeah! But How I far did you make? I couldn't. It? I don't fucking know. <laughs> what belt color? I don't think I had. We had little tape. We had colored tape oh. over our belts. I didn't do the proper belt system. <laughs> I, I cannot remember if I did it for five years or one year. <laughs> I want to hear about your karate quest so badly. I did it with my brother. And we got yes. to black belt and we quit. <laughs> we could have kept sick. going, but like we had these testings. Um, it wasn't like yeah. sparring and stuff. It was more just like remembering, memorizing something, and then basically mm. performing it. And I just like, I I think the two of us just like put so much pressure on ourselves that one once we Damn. got to black belt, we were like, can we just keep going to classes and like staying fit and a part of it and not test? And then our instructor was like, nah. So. <laughs> Oh well, he was a he was like huge in our lives because we went to really? that place for like six years or five years. Damn! Whoa! Yeah, we did for a while. And is your brother your only sibling? I have three older siblings. That was that's right. The one I feel right. Like I ask you this a lot. I apologize for not remembering. Oh, that's totally fine. <laughs> Will you hit me with the breakdown again of your sibs? <laughs> All right. The breakdown goes. My oldest brother, um, he just had a kid. Well. I guess three years ago now, because we basically Are you an lost aunt? here. I am an aunt. Oh fuck, Auntie Mal. <laughs> are you a? Are, yeah, you are an uncle, right? <laughs> <laughs> Big no. <laughs> the idea a, of that. For some reason, I thought really your sister. Had. <laughs> no, my sisters are are far from that stage, or or not. I don't know, but. <laughs> the idea of that it does it would be a big news to me. How old is she? <laughs> I have two older sisters. They're twenty seven and twenty nine. Okay, so they are of childbearing <laughs> years. <laughs> but for some reason, that idea is that does seem far away <laughs> from my life. Honestly. I feel like that I would that I wouldn't mind it if the age for when w- women get pregnant is just a little bit later. That's where I see it. Like I don't know. I feel like it was way too young, yeah. like ten years ago. <laughs> Not to be yeah, judgmental. or like a hundred years ago. I uh, know that like too. Even 14. younger. <laughs> Let's uh, change that a bit. <laughs> There's no non-gendered term for. The sibling of your parent, you know, it's like aunt or un- it's like s- brother, sister, sibling, you know, yeah, mom, dad, parent, cousin, nice, 
No gender there. Crazy. I didn't aunt even uncle. think about that. You just gotta be. You just gotta be aunt or uncle. There's no like. Oh no. There's no fucking technical or less. Like it's one of the like that. That's rough. That is rough. Or like, it or challenging in terms of like. Yeah, what are people that don't want to be referred to as an aunt or an uncle? What do they call themselves? <laughs> <laughs> That's so It's a weird true. one I never realized. I didn't even think about that either. Crazy. All I know is that I feel the, like the age of my um, nephew because I feel like I'm 12 still and the fact that I am an aunt is weird. <laughs> that rules. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I don't mind it that way, but. I think it's just I'm the youngest of four and the and of my cousins, so I've like never been around mm. little kids right. that much. Mm. But yeah, that's my oldest brother for you. A lot of talked a lot about him, and then my sister is a nice. teacher in San Diego, and then my uh, younger older brother is in Chicago, and he's. An actor. He started like a nonprofit theater company. He's the other like really main creative person. And is this the same person you did karate with, or different different yeah. brother? Yeah, I wanted to do anything nice. he was doing. I think when I was little. What's that? I think I wanted to do whatever he was doing, so I just kind of followed him. Mm. Anyway. I was that way. That's how I started playing the bass guitar with my oldest sister. I was like, I want to be like you. That's that's badass that she played bass guitar. It was cool. She was cool. She was cool. (laughs) She's still cool. (laughs) She she doesn't play it still? No. No. Oh, man. Both my sisters were better than me at music growing up. But they just, I just was very stubborn. (laughs) (laughs) How (laughs) were they better? I never moved on. (laughs) They just like were better. They were just better at the piano. They took piano lessons. They were just like more into it. And they Whoa. just were just better at the instruments. <laughs> <laughs> That's so rad. Did you ever like jam with your siblings? Yeah, me and my oldest sister. No, me and my middle sister, Madison, would like, I'd play guitar sometimes and she would sing. And we would like sing Beatles songs for my parents sometimes. Oh, parents love. Or, or I think some Jack Johnson probably oh, yeah. snuck in there. You know, I learned banana pancakes like. You got to Come on. You got If you learn. owned an acoustic guitar in Southern <laughs> California in the last 20 years, that's mandatory. And you you played it at like a birthday party. Oh my gosh, everyone was so stoked. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Over video chat? Maybe. <laughs> Crazy. I did some busking on the pier. Let me oh tell yeah. You, those Jack Johnson songs really raked in the singles. Did you <laughs> Was that recently? No, that was when I was like 12, okay. 13. Crazy. I remember my dad was like, no one, no, my dad was like betting against me. <laughs> he like dropped me off. Originally, I just wanted to play my bass guitar out there because <laughs> I had this acoustic bass guitar. <laughs> then I like brought my acoustic guitar. Anyways. That's so great. No one hears the frequencies you're playing because when it's right next to the ocean. <laughs> It's completely lost in the air. <laughs> so loud, solo acoustic bass guitar. <laughs> Nothing better to accompany yourself. <laughs> <laughs> that rules. Um, what were what were you like creatively as a kid, or or what besides karate? 
besides skateboarding? What were the sort of like musical or artistic or what was like your shit as a kid? I played guitar pretty young. Um mm. but it's mainly just learning songs and then I I definitely how did, got How in, did you start playing guitar? Who got you into it and who were you like stoked on? There was on? a guitar that would lie around my parents' house and um mm-hmm. I'd pick it up a lot, I think. And is it also the ra- around the time that Guitar Hero was like getting huge and everyone had wanted to play guitar. Like everyone. Oh. <laughs> I don't it's like a it's I really think Guitar Hero saved the guitar. <laughs> <Go live. laughs> Oh my god! I really think it, so. I really I reference it a lot. I'll, I I teach music lessons as a as a day job to kids. Amazing. And I'll try to reference Guitar Hero sometimes. They don't know. No way. They just have no idea what it is. Oh my god! But it it has evaporated from the consciousness of the youth. Oh no! I want. It's wild. I thought they were coming out with like a VR version of Guitar Hero or Rock Band. I mean, there could be a resurgence here. Your schedule I, will be booked. <laughs> but yeah, those those like rock games, those like band games were, I think a big reason why like I feel like musicians that grew up around the time we grew up, I'm a little bit older than you, but yeah. I feel like it got a lot of people into playing instruments and shit. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, I mean, my my brother played drum. My oldest brother played drums when I was little. Nice. Did but you guys rock out? Probably twice. <laughs> I don't know what if music it went were you that into well. at that time. Uh, what was I into, or was he into? What were you into? Oh, I loved Jason Mraz. I gotta be real with that one. Yes. From San Diego, or like got big in San Diego. That's um, sick. But as a family, we're really into like Third Eye, Bl- just like classic Southern California family. It's Third Eye Blind, uh, The White Stripes, U2. Uh, White Stripes were very important to me growing up. Yeah, totally. Weezer. <laughs> yes. I just like, yeah, is basically... I guess All American Rejects was big too in our family. Really, I was really into them, and and Max That's liked it. them a lot. My oldest brother's their drumming parts were really cool, and I think they're eye blind. Nice. Like listening to this music now, I realize why my brother was so into it. And then whatever mm. he was listening to, he would make like CDs for my mom, and she'd put them in her car, so nice. it became like the family's music kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, That's awesome. It was fun. I mean, there's good music too. I'm I'm stoked that it wasn't like, I don't know. There's pretty much you can find some good in most music. So, <laughs> but yeah, Prince was big too. My mom loved Prince. Mm. Nice. So, yeah, and creatively, like I also was into video and film, right? Photography. Yeah. Wh- when did that school. start? I wanted to ask you about that. That was high school because there wasn't like music program in my school, or there was. It was a Catholic school, so it was like the you went to Catholic high school. Oh, you betcha! I went well, from kindergarten. I also went to high school. So you did? Yeah, <laughs> another parallel. Crazy! I went to Catholic school from kindergarten to senior year. 
Whoa. See, I only went for high school. Crazy. What was that like? How did that how did that go for you? It was honestly I didn't mind it. My parents were like take what you want from the religion and everything and they're spiritual people. I don't know if they're necessarily like avidly religious. Right. But I think my moral compass was pretty mm. strong and nice. I don't know. I think I don't know. I I knew that I didn't mind wearing a uniform every day cuz I don't like Yeah. It was just easy. I didn't like wearing skirts. Like I'd always wear shorts. Mm. Um but on mass days they forced you to wear skirts. Like you couldn't wear shorts or pants. Mass and I hope days. Yeah, half days usually. That was a good thing about mass Word. days. Mm. But I hope they get rid of but that. But they make rule. you wear a skirt. Yeah. Weird. I really hope they get rid of that rule. That's crazy. <laughs> There's some things you look I, back on and you're like, what the heck? Yeah. Very like, I mean, obviously like the whole world. But yeah, Catholic high school, I think about like nowadays. I'm like, oh, where do where do non-binary folks like fit in that world? Of, yeah. Like boy uniform, girl uniform, you know? Totally. Or like the choir you know boy part girl part yeah it's true and like some gendered ass shit well even the religion itself like the religion teachers i remember were just so set in their ways and yeah it was just, it was just crazy how like that's cool that your parents sorry no please go i didn't <laughs> go anywhere with that. i just I, I think that's really cool that your parents had that attitude of like take what you like yeah i think my mom's experience she grew up going to church and everything. And then mm -hmm. when she married my dad, she wanted to get married in the church. And then because he wasn't baptized, they're like, nah, you can't do that unless he gets baptized. And she like, she was so mad. That's so silly. Like what a silly rule. It makes you question <laughs> like, if you're accepting of everyone, why do you have a rule like that? It's crazy. Mm. So she kind of got, I think she got frustrated from that, um, mm -hmm. but like ended up taking, you know, she's, she like took what she wanted from the church cause, or from the religion and the spiritual side of things. Cause like the whole idea of a church and the face of a religion is way different from the purpose of religion, I think. Um, you have like a church and they take donations and they have a nun or they have a priest and they like drive whatever car that's, that's like the whole physical side of it. But most people right. are gravit they gravitate toward religion for the spiritual side of it. So I mm. think with most religions, like it is important to, to look at it from that side more so than the. Totally. Physical side, I think. Totally. Yeah. Shit gets so complicated with like political institutions yeah. versus like individuals and communities trying to like heal their hearts. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know. It's true. And like anything that works for anyone, I'm so excited for. I'm happy to hear about that. But I think it's... um. 
the second you you analyze other people based off of what you believe and don't see the, don't allow yourself to see anything else is that's when it gets a bit scary like the gender thing in yeah. in catholic school like i don't totally. know they were just i just remember them being like some teachers can be bullies to kids and traumatize their lives and if you don't you don't identify in any certain as any certain gender or like you prefer to like date some of your the same gender like you can't Mm. say that you can't like judge a little kid or or an older kid or what or anyone i don't they're everyone's a freaking human being and if that's like what your (laughs) religion is talking about like acceptance yeah we had like morality class where there was like some very heated arguments oh yeah just fucking homophobic transphobic all the phobic shit just like on a quiz oh <laughs> you know? my god just like yeah just just bullshit you know absolutely I, there was one class i i did love in religion class it was one religion class it wasn't required and that makes me mad but it was this breakdown of all of these controversial things like abortion um the death sentence mm. uh immigration and they proposed mm-hmm. both sides this teacher and he did such a good mm. job at, as to not make it biased. And like, he says, this is what people from the, our religion think. And then this is the, all these arguments for the other side. Like, he never said like, this is what you should believe. He always gave it right. an open, open-ended. That's sick. Yeah. And it wasn't required though. And it was like last semester right. of senior year. <laughs> I don't know. I just think it should be more that angle. I love like philosophical and just more holistic point of view. Right. Especially if you're a f- yeah. young mind that's forming. <laughs> yeah. It's huge. You got into film and photography at that time? Uh, Yeah. Like sophomore. Yeah. Because there's no music other than liturgy music, like the choir band. Yeah. Um. So I, the only other creative class that I could take at the time was like filmmaking. So I, yeah. took, that. I took that and then became part of the broadcast team or whatever. <laughs> the weekly Sick. broadcast team. Yeah, that owns. <laughs> so I did a lot of editing and like creative production. Now knowing what this stuff is, I can like put it into words, I think, a bit. It sounds mm. a lot more impressive because I'm using words like production, but we were in high school, so. <laughs> no, that don't. I feel like so many people that I knew that were into that then are, like yourself, like incredibly in tune and, and making cool film and photography stuff these days. Oh, yeah. It's like, it's very important right now, I think, too, because everything's visual all of a sudden. Like, mm. We can't. We can make stuff and like put it out, but you can't play shows. Um, at least in music, I found. So, if you do, it's all visual. Whether or not it's a live session performance, someone's watching a screen, and it adds right. this third, fourth wall, whatever it is. So, like you have to kind of. I don't know. I feel like uh, a lot of people are forced to embrace something that they are not normally comfortable with or do normally 
especially in music with that but it mm-hmm. i feel so i still do it and i did it f- when i got out of high school and everything with visual stuff you know like yeah so it felt very hand in hand to me right but that's fucking sick yeah. what's that what is that side of your creative world looking like these days uh i'll like sometimes i'll take session photos and headshots of people of friends mm-hmm. um for music or i've just been trying to like on my own just develop more and learn different ways to create visuals like mm. um basically high eight cameras handy cams you can make you can do video synthesis it sounds so geek it probably is but it's what does that mean mind blowing doesn't it sound crazy <laughs> yeah those are two heavy words together yeah for me. it's exactly what you would think though because it's like a synthesizer manipulates a sound wave right it's the same thing with the video synthesis so you're manipulating what? the video signal it's I wild. I cannot comprehend what you're saying, you, and it sounds sounds very cool. Give it a Google synthesizer. Do video, <laughs> and you can put like audio, and it can be triggered by audio mm. signal too, and like have a pulse to it. It's mind blowing. I will say, <laughs> but definitely give that a Google. <laughs> <laughs> this is sick. Yeah, it's cool. You have to get like an old projector TV. So right now there's mm. like four old projector TVs just stacked in our living room. That's that fucking got sick. For five bucks on Facebook Marketplace. Damn. Well, that rules. Yeah. Did you ever do anything visual or solely music? No. I mean, I feel like I've always had friends that are like super into the film and, and TV world. And every time I like watch tv or movies with my friends that are into that stuff i'm always just like damn they're really like they really know what's what like i i can watch movies and and talk about them and sometimes i'm like oh that look at that shot you know that's real nice (laughs) (laughs) but it is it is wild like yeah just listening to people who are on that level talk about it i'm just like damn like they are in this yeah like they and they look at it and they think how the heck did they do that and they can piece together oh they just use this technique and this right yeah Yeah. which is like i if if i have any of that knowledge it's it's in more in music and recordings and stuff and being able to like even if there's like recording that obviously like and that's another infinite world that continues to blow my mind but it's like there's a a lot more things that i can like understand at least how they made it in theory (laughs) you know yeah totally yeah a video uh, what what <laughs> yeah well the video thing it's funny like I, I remember when i was doing that filmmaking class i was doing that a lot like watching movies and everything and i still have that with me but i haven't mm. done it probably to the extent that i've done music so i don't have um it's not as like developed i guess is the word but right it is crazy that idea of looking at something and, and knowing how it's made do you find that being a musician, being able to listen to stuff and having recording skills, do you find that you'll listen to stuff and some of the magic is taken out of it because you know exactly how they do it versus maybe your high school self or your middle school self listening to the same song mm. would have been completely convinced 
that this right. is everything and this is insane. It's interesting. What an interesting question. I want to ask you the same question. Um, I've been listening to a lot of old Death Cat for Cutie uh, Ooh, records recently, yeah. which was like music that I was some of the first music that like got me really hyped um, when I was like 11 or 12. It was like one of my first favorite bands. And it's really interesting, like going back and when I when I didn't know anything about recordings or arrangement or whatever. And it was just like it just spoke to me, you know? Yeah. And then going back and then being able to like listen to it and analyze it on on those levels now. Um and being like, oh, that's interesting that like that I was like super into this, but I didn't even know this was happening under the surface or whatever. And like, what did I like about it then versus like what I like about it now? Well, yeah. Uh, and like what still speaks and then what is like a new level of appreciation. But I haven't cried at a song in a really long time. Wow. Um, I feel like a very, I feel like a very emotional person. I feel like pretty in tune with my emotions and I feel like emotionally connected to music when I'm listening to it. But I wonder if there is that like production lens that's occasionally can get non-emotional or just like analytical in a way where it's like, I do feel like films will make me cry Mm. um, quicker than, and not to say that I'm like not having emotional experiences, but it's just like, it is just a weird thing where I just, I feel like I rarely cry with music. Well, that's crazy because when you cry in a film, is it usually the score that coincides with the emotion? That's crazy yeah, though. It's big but it, score. It's a new, like, it's additive to what's going on already. But once right. it's like a sad yeah. scene, and then the score just like comes in with its strings or whatever, and it just pulls your freaking heart apart. That's crazy. Yes. That, I mean, I'm just making that realization that it is the score, and you are technically crying Fully score to the music in that context. Right. But yeah. it's through the lens of like watching something, already being immersed in that, and then yes. it adds to what's already there, which is, I th- yeah, yeah, that's what I love about film. It's so collaborative and contingent on everyone's role. And I loved like team sports growing up, and it's a similar yeah. concept where you, you have no, you have to rely on other people and completely just roll with whatsoever, whatever is there and shape it together rather than be like static and shape truly blows my mind yeah like i feel like so many of the dopest records it's like okay maybe there's like five people that need to work on this or like 10 but like usually it's like one or two could be on the same page and then like other you know and it's like the idea of like a small like i know nothing i know so little about film and tv but i feel like okay it's gonna be a really small production it's gonna be 50 people on set oh yeah (laughs) just that kind of coordination yeah blows my mind that any good movie ever gets made ever <laughs> I know. and you think about the way they're just like churning them out right now because of everyone being able to just binge anything you know it's yeah. the only it's the same concept where everyone feels the obligation to release music 24 7 i mean not everyone but it's right it's recommended which i don't believe it's fine but <laughs> Our lovely Spotify Spotify CEO, I remember reading an article, said, like, if you're not releasing music every three months, you shouldn't be, you don't deserve to be an artist. And I thought, wow, what a nice thing to say from a techie that so knowingly knows our industry. It's so humbling to hear that. I love that. 
That makes me, that pisses me off, dude. Fuck, <laughs> fuck that person. Who's like profiting off of creative energy of artists and Absolutely. not compensating them fairly. Oh, And then my it's God. like, you better step it up, artists. Yeah. Fills anyway, that was but a- also, I would love to be on any playlist. So. <laughs> I know, yet we're still like crawling on the ground, hold it, trying to grab the feet and like pants, <laughs> legs of the any playlister that we can come into. That is, I, I do feel like I wish I knew more about like specifically that kind of world of like industry. And I feel like as there's just like so much cool collective action happening right now and like people that are challenging like legal systems and being like, well, this is the way that like, this is the history of this legislation and why it sucks. And like, here's like a, a, a new possible vision for like how policing could work or something like that. And I'm just like, damn, like I don't know shit about how, how that works in my industry. You know, I know. like I know big tech daddy bad. <laughs> <laughs> That's like about it. <laughs> Mac and please write a song called Big Tech Daddy Bad. <laughs> I wish I was able to articulate it more clearly, like why, what specifically, like the nature of the issue is, um, and like what changes could be made to like make a more like supportive creative model. I feel like so many people think that. <laughs> See. So many people think that it's, but nothing kind of, there's no one to follow. There's no, there's no unions in music. It's all that there's a lot of unions in cinema, but it's almost like an annoying and a hindrance to be in a union in music because it limits you mm. and there's not enough of them. And there's unrealistic standards for an, an art and culture that doesn't have the funding to like a big pocket of money where, Cinema, there's yeah. unions, but there's also like the money behind it to pay people. Like, oh, there's just a lot right. of. Oh, it's so intimidating. I feel like a lot of musicians too. Like, just look at how intimidating it is, and they all want it so bad. And we just like, all right, well, I guess this is how it is then. But I would love yeah. to like to see some change and be a part of that in terms of business, especially with like this freaking pandemic and all of the small venues i pray to god like live nation and those giants will not take them and they'll survive because oh man yeah. that would just it's already bad i can't imagine if that also goes yeah. away it's gnarly i'm hoping that there's some sort i was like talking to maddie do you know maddie ross yeah i've met her i was talking to her times. about this and i was just like man like i hope i was kind of very like doom and gloom just like oh i hope uh all shows don't evaporate. Yeah. <laughs> oh know, my god. On the other side of this, and like the creative working class is like decimated, and like people like the big cats. people that I know that like make cool shit have to either like move or you know yeah there's nowhere to play after this whatever. And she like proposed like a very positive potential outcome where she was like, oh, what if it's like this like shakes up some of the gatekeepy shit in terms of like booking shows and like there's like an appetite for. DIY type. there's just like hella shows after this because people are just like craving that and that there's a that there's an avenue for uh like more independent artist type yeah shows I mean shit after this could be cool that'd be cool I I definitely think that 
like audiences might be more grateful and attentive in shows. I can see that. Um, I mean, I, I've already noticed that. I, I think a lot of people look forward to like online shows because they can't go out. So that's any kind of music is enough, whether it's on a screen or not. But I'm excited to see that that like restored wave of not only human interaction but like audience to to performer relationships being like mm. extra saturated right. and tangible and i think right i always had this i didn't always because it's been a year of this but in the past few months i've i think it would be so cool if like these huge artists co- like would team up with different venues local venues it could be s- the smaller ones the independent ones mm-hmm. but it could be like if they're local to uh nashville they'd go to a small one in nashville or la or whatever and then they would just be teamed up on a bill that had like one or two local artists that were just diy starting musicians and they would both play the same small venue like that would just be mm. amazing to see that and like right I, I would expect that to like help the venues too but right they gotta survive first that's the only yeah that's the only side but i oh man I'm trying to be positive on that one. <laughs> it is wild just like fucking having no idea and then also like little to no control over. I know. What it's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> That's been like everything. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but it's hum- like everyone is feeling like everyone's going through that. That's right. Which is right. probably like hopefully going to make everyone closer. I think right now it's scary you go down the street and people like assume that you either have the virus or there's you're up to no good and you can't see humans be all the way you can't see like a smile and it just feels very cold but you yeah. know there's gonna be a day Mackin, where this goes big away. hug <laughs> big hug do you have creative i'm curious about like who your creative icons have been in your life and also are um Music-wise, film-wise, photography-wise. It always changes. It's like... Who are you fucking with these days? <laughs> Who am I fucking with these days? Um, I'm getting into Rothko. I've never really gotten into him. or I didn't really know about him, to be completely honest. But like the past couple months, like I've gotten a lo- really into his work. And um, Who did you say? Rothko, Mark Rothko, he's a painter. Abstract. Oh, I don't know this person. He's he makes some beautiful stuff and Is he a current person or from the past? He's like big his big heyday was in like the seventies, I think. He started okay, in the fifties and then moved to the seventies. But a lot of abstract people and, and music, I think, for some reason. Mm. Like man race photography and um yeah, Man Ray. You Man, say? Man Ray. He's a surrealist photographer. Whoa. Yeah, he's crazy. Never heard of either of these. You should check, check him out. out. It's pretty crazy. And Do you feel like creatively, like you like there are th- things you're trying to say in in both mediums or or different mediums, like whether you're creating a recording or a photograph or a, a film or something? Do you feel like those processes speak to each other. Oh, totally. Like 
I'm just been a vi- visual person, I think. So mm. making a song, like I'll I'll picture something in my head and try to describe that, I guess, and create it. Mm. And then sometimes it'll be true to the, like the a video or something I make after the song's made, or sometimes it'll mm. be such a different thing by then. But that's mm. how I are you a visual writer? Like, do you find yourself doing that, or is it more word based and? Or emotion. Probably words. I a think lot probably of words. words for me. But I don't know. I'll have to think on that. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, yeah. More like words and do you, moods. Do you tend to like look at a poem to to get some inspiration? Or like someone's book or read something? Or do you like go look at a picture or a video? And then you get inspired to write something? Hmm. I feel like it happens honestly most of the because most of the thing I consume is podcasts, and so I feel like most of the times it'll be like a conversation on a podcast. That's cool. Like some sort of like idea or mood where I'm just like, I love that. And it yeah, for better for worse, I just feel like that's most of what I take in, and so that's most of when like things are percolating. Yeah, it's my heart and my mind, (laughs) Mallory. I got to spend the morning listening to your incredible music and your recordings. I had never like listened to the record that you put out in full. I'd heard some singles and I listened to it this morning and I was like truly blown away. The songs are amazing. The recordings are just are just so mind-blowing. They're so beautiful. They're so sick. I was just like Oh man, I was like kind of freaking out listening to him. Thanks. That's you so make kind. such amazing recordings. Thank you. That's so kind to say. It's so sick. Who who are your who are your influences? Who 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 are the recording people where you're like these people are making sick recordings that I'm excited about? Oh. That also changes all the time. For sure. Uh Lately, I've been into Feist. Um, mm. I've always Feist. liked Ben Howard. Feist doesn't self-produce, self-produce, but she does play guitar. I think one of the coolest mm-hmm. guitar players I've ever heard. Um, and she collaborates with different producers, and they feel very... Um, encompassing like there's so much space around it and control of space and everything and dynamics Mm. um i've been into like james blake and moses sumney recently and sylvanesso their new records rad um i just like a lot of like texture and yeah atmosphere and there's such strong senses of those things in your recordings oh that's really cool to hear thanks but yeah i just try to I think it's more fun for like stuff to blend together and create something rather than like A section, B section. It's just more of like a journey and Yeah. Long mm. long haul. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. That's cool to hear. I totally hear that having just filled my head with that. <laughs> what about you? When That's your producers sick. and your record makers, who are your people? Well, you now. (laughs) (laughs) 
I'm like, how did you get these guitar tones? These are mind blowing. <laughs> like honestly, so sick. Like I feel like there's such a. I'm curious who who did you mix your project as well? I did. Whoa! <laughs> you fucking crush mixing. This I didn't know about you. That that is new. And this pro that project, I wanted to learn like everything. So mm. I just kind of dove in. I honestly listen to those mixes now. I I would change a few things, but. That's how it goes, and it means that I'm getting yeah. better. Yes. And that's what you mm. got to tell yourself. <laughs> yeah. That fucking rules. I, yeah. I don't even know. Who are your I really people? Like those, I really like those Hop Along records. I've, I'm really obsessed with how those Hop Along albums sound. Mm. I'm trying to look at more of like going, like as I'm listening to these old Ben Gibbard records and Death Cab for Cutie records, I'm like, oh, who produced this? Yeah. Um, I think it was Chris Walla, who like was in the band and co-wrote a bunch of the songs. Is he the drummer? I think um, he's based out of Seattle. Maybe I'm wrong. I think so. I think he played the guitar, and he was a guitar keyboard man. Nice. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but I've that that's been my most recent quest. Um, I've been trying to do like discographies of people. Mm. Like I recently like went through all of Alex G's music. Very cool. And like Alex G, Andy Schauf. Schauf, Schauf, do you know? I Does anyone know? <laughs> <laughs> I think I've this... asked this question so many times and I like probably could figure it out pretty easily but just have not done it. Have not like, just I just need to find one video of him saying his I own know. name. <laughs> it's always <laughs> It doesn't seem that hard. <laughs> but it's always someone else. Hi, I'm else. Andy Schauf and this is the video or whatever. <laughs> Man, it's always someone else though that says it, and they could be saying it wrong. You can't yes. trust the other people. But then everyone starts saying it one way, and then if you say it the right way, it's too late. Yes, Lucy Dacus, Lucy Dacus. <laughs> I don't Just know. call her Lucy. <laughs> but yeah, and and listening to your music, I feel like there. I anytime I listen to anything produced by Ethan Gruska, I'm just like. Or Gruska. Gruska, Gruska? <laughs> I don't know. Ethan, I say Gruska, but I feel like it's Gruska. It's probably Gruska. But I f mm. that's what I feel too, so. His recordings are just, they just they just break my heart and my mind every time. Yeah, I like, like that first record. What? Is he, I love that one. Texture. Which so one? much texture. Which the, is, it, is that slow motionary? Yeah, the first one. Is that the first one? I don't even... This is bad I that know. I don't know the name of it. But I can name some this songs. Is, this is really embarrassing <laughs> for us. <laughs> but Mackin, I'm sorry. We're going to cut all of this. Great. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> we got to sound confident all the I'm gonna, time. Yeah, I'm going to go over and redub me pronouncing all the names correctly <laughs> after this. Gruska. Gruska. <laughs> <laughs> it should be like a completely different mic and sound and everything. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's sick i love that idea where did you record uh the record you you put out recently in this room mainly there's been there was like i recorded strings at smitty's those are live strings yeah i wrote oh, i wrote so those sick. i wrote those yes ones. that Whoa. that was that fucking owns that's like the most mind-blowing thing is when you write something and you've never heard it played by some 
group of people that you wrote it for and then you hear it live and it's like it just fills you with so much joy it's crazy you're so right especially in like a i feel like in a production world where it's like sometimes you're hearing the sound right away where if it's like some programmed thing or like a synthesizer or a guitar part where it's like oh this is i have the idea and this is what it sounds like but the like very small handful of times where you like get to arrange something and then like hear the musicians play it and it's like not fucking some whack ass Sibelius <laughs> MIDI sounds and you're just like <laughs> I know you're flipping out and then they're like we play this instrument every day why are you <laughs> <laughs> how many what was the ensemble what was the string ensemble there's four people it was yeah just cello two violins and a viola that rips can I ask you how you recorded it? Is that too nerdy or technical a question? Honestly, Joey helped me engineer that one because I did. I was stressed enough that I was like, I had the charts and I was, and it, I was yeah. hiring these like these people were professional and I did yeah. not want to worry about the recordings. But I ended oh, up like course. manipulating the sound a bit, so I don't know. Right. I, I know there's some there's an X Y in there, and there is. He did a close mic on all of them, and then I think a far mic on all of them. That that's fucking sick. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it's it's so hard to. Yeah, it's so nice having someone that you like fuck with and trust to have like okay, they're gonna put their whole heart and their minds on how to mic this, you know, oh, yeah. and how to engineer this, and I can just like focus on the the parts, the instrumental parts, and like interfacing with the musicians it's so true yeah and plus like oh man the amount of times i called joey to help me <laughs> in what studios yeah he's doing he so well i'm so excited for him he's just gonna he's killing it already and he's just only gonna like become more and more impressive and i'm so excited to see that happen it is so incredibly exciting to see somebody that is like so good at what they do and so incredibly kind and like generous with his heart and his mind. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. And like it's just so willing to share knowledge and, and give feedback or like anything. And then to see that like rewarded is like just like so sick. You yeah. Know? Abs- see somebody succeed that is like both incredible and also very nice (laughs) (laughs) i know it means like that works you don't have to become mean to make it right yeah yes fills me with much hope what's on the horizon for you any anything coming up immediately Uh, whether it's just working on new plan for the day (laughs) plan for the day i might go skate because i haven't been outside today and it's so it's really like perfectly sunny yeah, um, it nice day. But yeah, just hey, did you produce the another bummer stuff? That's one other thing I wanted to ask you about. We all kind of did, and we all like recorded it. And there's a couple song. There's one song we recorded with Tyler Chester, another like incredibly generous, kind, talented human. Um, I don't know this person. Oh, he he did like Mad- Madison Cunningham's record and some Margaret Glassby stuff, and he's just incredible. Um, That's but awesome. What song is that? That one's Cotillion. We recorded with him. And then there's two nice. other ones. 
or I guess we've released four songs now. So like the other three, we recorded just like on our own and brought it to. They sound amazing. Thanks. Those. They sound fucking like fucking great. Also mixed those and like engineered them, but literally just like threw up. This I'm all about like I don't care what gear (laughs) gear it is. Like I just need a microphone. I mean I'm so lucky because Maddie and Bella they sound insane no matter what. You don't need Mm. (laughs) like to do much. You just it's just a matter of like playing and getting it. But that's that all was so fun too. We were so stoked on how they turned out. Uh, Wow. I didn't know you uh, you mixed that stuff and engineered it. That's that's fucking sick. It was yeah. I think it's it's fun to like play with friends and you're the only people in the room, you know. And like yeah, there's something oh so gosh. magical about it. I mean, you with Nova. Yeah. Like, are you mixing everything yes. too with that? Or are you? We I think we're going to on um, we've had we've struggled with like finding a creative workflow in the past year like being oh, yeah. separately um and we haven't like combined bubbles or anything i mean like i live with carter which is nice um we're gonna record some drums tomorrow i'm very excited Ooh. um but we yeah we have some like i'm excited for that project because it like still feels i still very feel very connected to them and and we have like songs that feel like they want to be born you yeah know? totally so well that is my favorite thing that i miss like i feel like this last year has been a lot of making music by myself yeah i feel um, that too and it's just uh i i re i really have come to appreciate how nice it is to work on things with other people yeah. and like what a gift that is <laughs> oh <laughs> you know? my gosh yeah and it's, like, not, like, even when I'm making shit by myself, like, I forget that I can, like, send shit to people and, like, get feedback and objectivity and perspective. Yeah. <laughs> I it is really nice to uh, throw the ball back and forth. Less you know? pressure, too. You yeah. F- you feel less pressure. I don't know if you put a lot of pressure on yourself. <laughs> but when the more and time you spend alone, it's like, how am I not sounding better? <laughs> Or you uh, think that, you know? You trick yourself yes. to thinking that. Uh, it's just it's so awful. self-conscious. And there's rare there's rare moments of like joy I find. Like there's like a deep joy yeah. about it, but it's less like ecstasy or surprise. Yeah. It's just like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then like I feel like when you're working on someone with someone else, it's easier to be like, oh, <gasps> that was yes! <laughs> Yes, oh and then God. like you get, you can just get hyped, and like that sort of like energy is. Woo! Yeah, the That's amount the of times right that we scream in the room at each other, like that is sick. Wait, it got Maddie that drum part. Ah! Yes, That's the best because it's like when it's not in your own head, and you just get to get excited about your friend. It's just like it's it's very pure. Absolutely, you know? and it like builds so nicely. Like with you, yeah, you, it's harder to build with yourself and. You definitely get mm. stuck, but it, you're so right. It's like so subdued. Mm. Well, I am really excited to see in another bummer show because I oh. feel the the love between you guys is very strong. You too with Nova. I can't wait to hear that record too when it happens. Let's play. Let's play some shows. Oh my god! When the world is open. <laughs> I'm right in line for that one. Uh, that sounds awesome. 
where can where can people find your amazing music same places as everybody's it's uh just like all the dsps and stuff there's a website too Sick. that has a vr gallery whoa what's the name of this website uh in freefall.com it's just the name of the record so sick hell yeah mal the artist name m-a-l do you prefer mal as in, in real life or mallory it usually people call me mallory but like friends call me mal it's all the same i don't mind word i love both <laughs> cool <laughs> that's sick at mallory underscore h on Instagram, where else? Any other, any other places people can? No, that's it. Follow you. Just that's it. Simple. Instagram's Sick. the only social the only social media I don't need. <laughs> no, I won't take any more. <laughs> One day we'll be free. Yeah. Any other any other recommendations or or things you're enjoying that we can point people towards? Oh man, cooking, going for cooking, walks. Cooking, guys, get yeah. into it. G- learn how to what bake some cooking? bread. Learn how to make some naan or some samosas or. You making naan? I made naan once. It was. It is okay. You know, it's all about learning. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, hot dough. Take me to church. That's what I love. Yeah. But Speaking of hot dough, it's a, bread. It's a quest. Speaking of hot dough. <laughs> But yeah, skating is fun. Been watching Ozark, nice. which is really well made. Ooh, Hell a yeah. lot of experience. I've honestly watched a lot of skating videos for inspiration. So y'all should check out some skating videos. Mm. Jim Greco has some beautiful, beautifully shot, and just Jim Greco. Yeah, nice. And who are the two uh, visual artists that you named? Mark Rothko and Man. Mark Ray. Rothko. Rothko. Rothko? <laughs> R-O-T-H-K-O. Rothko. Not like Rock Roscoe's chicken and waffles, <laughs> Roscoe. <laughs> and who was the other person? Manta Ray? <laughs> I'm being incredibly disrespectful of these people. Oh, right you're now. Fine. Man Ray. <laughs> Man Ray. Yeah. Sick. Yeah. Oh, and Incredible. check out Mac and Carol's music and uh, Nova Darlings. <laughs> you can keep. It's really in. nice to see you and talk to you. Thanks so much for making time to do my podcast. Oh man, this was so nice. We should make this more regular. Yeah. Oh, both seeing you and recording podcasts. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna hit stop recording. I love you so much. Love you too. Oh, and that's the show, ladies and gentlemen. Are we kidding around? Are we doing a joke with how nice and cool my friend Mallory is? Absolutely incredible stuff. Uh, yeah, go go buy her music on Bandcamp, would ya? Uh, check out all her stuff. It's great. And subscribe to this podcast. Have you listened to this and then thought to yourself well that's good i'm gonna leave this podcast forever no subscribe you fool bye